there, I'm Leslie Goodburn. You're listening to the Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer Podcast. In the podcast, we look at pancreatic cancer across its impacts, outcomes, and future treatment and support. We'll hear from patients, loved ones about the reality of the diagnosis. We'll hear from surgeons, oncologists, and nurses about the work they do to support people who are affected. We'll hear about the wonderful work done by researchers to find a breakthrough in understanding and treatments for the future. We hope that as a result of the podcast, you'll learn more about the signs and symptoms, about how this diagnosis affects the family, about the hope for the future. Thank you for listening. Charlotte and I look forward to you joining us on our journey through pancreatic cancer throughout the 30 days of November with contributors from across the world. The Purple Rainbow podcasts are produced as part of Seth's legacy in memory of my wonderful, kind, curious, funny husband, Seth Goodburn. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I'm Charlotte and I'm really excited because today I'm chatting with Katerina Pelicano. She's a PhD student, which means she's incredibly brainy, but don't worry. She's also very good at explaining what it is that she does. She's studying at the CRUK Cambridge Centre and she's being funded by Pancreatic Cancer UK. So obviously the best place to start with this conversation was for her to tell me about her research. My research is uh, focusing a little bit on genetics. So um, a couple of introducing concepts that you need to to have would be, um, for example, DNA. So um, if you think about like our cells in our body, they they all are very different. So your eye cells are very different from the skin cells, um, but they, they all have the same DNA, which is quite quite curious. And this is because they switch on or off different parts of the DNA that allow for such certain functions. Um, and the same happens with cancer. So the problem with cancer cells is they just switch on or off like things that they're not really supposed to be doing. And that's what makes them different than the original healthy cells. Um, and so what I'm trying to do is basically study, study these switches, um, what, what is switching on and what's switching off in the pancreatic cancer cells. And specifically, the importance of the environment around the cancer, um, how is it contributing to that um, switching on and off of DNA? Um, so basically, yeah, the, the pancreatic cancer, as any other cancer, is not just the cancer cells, as some people sometimes think. It has cells supporting the cancer around it. So these cells are not altered in any way, like at the DNA level, but then they are kind of influenced by the cancer to try to like help the cancer grow. Um, so these, these cells are very important in the end for the progression of cancer. And I'm just trying to see the link between these cells around it and the factors that are being switched on that allow the cancer to grow and, and spread. So you mentioned that you're interested in, in the switching on and off. What do you hope to find? Um, so what I'm hoping to find is... Um, some some cells that are rep- responsible for switching on uh, genes related, uh, for example, with indefinite growth of the cells or that allow the cell to resist therapies, for example. Like, I don't really know what to find. It's like a fishing expedition, let's say. So I don't really know what I'm going to find because we don't really know a lot about pancreatic cancer, unfortunately. So it's more like 
doing the experiments and see what comes out of it and what is the function of these cells and how are these cells supporting uh, the cancer. And this could be many things, as I said, could be resistance to therapy, could be metastasis, could be, unfortunately, a lot of things. So in some ways, sometimes not getting a result is a result, isn't it? In some ways. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. It shows you, you need to redirect your your hypothesis. And what will all this mean for, for patients? Um, so patients must be aware that um, we are very, we are lagging behind a, a lot of other cancers. So anything that we find is helpful in the sense that we don't know a lot. So anything that we find will help like researchers, doctors um, dealing with pancreatic cancer to know a little bit more about the disease. Um, anything that we are able to get out of this project will help us understand better the disease. And hopefully we can find some pathways or uh, like some signs that the cells are providing the cancer uh, that help it. And we could maybe try to stop that with um, some drugs uh, this is the ultimate goal, obviously, the, um, but it, it takes a long time. So I'm, I'm not sure if that will happen within the course of my PhD or later on, but hopefully it's like a step forward um, in understanding more the disease and like trying to then from, from there, like brainstorm ways to, to try to stop it. Yeah, it's all about lots of steps forward, isn't it? Because you can't, is it the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step? Yeah, yeah. And I think... Pancreatic cancer has the very has not many steps yet. Not enough steps. It's, it's impressively like lagging. I don't know. It's just very under researched, underfunded, under everything. So we have we have to to walk. We have to run a little bit to <laughs> to catch up to other cancers. I think. As a researcher, how frustrating is that for you? Sometimes it's just. We, we don't know where to start. Um, so many people working on breast cancer, for example, they have a lot of literature and a lot of, a lot of like findings that they can base their research on. Um, and for pancreatic cancer is not, not at all like that. So we are just like trying to make an hypothesis and see where it's going, but it's not like someone else has found out something that we can pursue or like there's very little of that. So there's very few starting points that you can use for your own research. And maybe you find a gene and you're like, oh, I wonder what this gene or what this DNA is doing in pancreatic cancer. And you go like, look for it and no one has studied it on pancreatic cancer. So, so you're, you're like, yeah, you're in the same position. as like, you have to find out what it is actually doing. Um, so yeah, there's a lot more to do. Um, a lot less to, to read. <laughs> There's no head start, is there? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's it's getting better. There's a lot of uh, good research coming now um, and a lot of uh, publications from other researchers that are uh, have been working on pancreatic cancer for the last um, five, ten years. And so there's a lot. There's I think they're starting to, uh, we're starting to see an increase um, in the amount of research that people are doing pancreatic cancer, which is great. Um, but there's, there's still a long way to go, uh, in my opinion. But I think I think more and more people now are, are doing research on pancreatic cancer. And what was it that attracted you to this area of research? Um, yeah, it was actually very, um, 
lucky, I would say. Um, I didn't have any particular um, connection with pancreatic cancer. I know a lot of people go into it because they had uh, someone that, who suffered um, with the disease or some some form of connection to it, but that was not my case, actually. Um, after my master thesis, I just um, saw an internship project on pancreatic cancer, but um, I thought it, that I thought it was interesting. So um, I just went for it. And then when I actually started working on it, I, I realized, oh, there's, there's really a lot that needs to be done. And I guess that kind of was what made me stay and what made me like pursue a PhD on this uh, field in particular um, was really like realizing the realization that there's so much that you could do. And as a researcher, that's, you know, you really feel like um, you're on a, a field that needs you, <laughs> kind of needs more research so that um, it was just honestly the need, the, I, the realization that there's an unmet need at all levels. So that's kind of what made me stay. And what does a typical day look like for, for you as a PhD student? Um, so Students sound so, <laughs> so underwhelming. You actually, you know, you're doing a lot more than just sort of reading some books or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so um, for us, biology or um, medical science kind of um, PhD students, we spend a lot of time in the lab. So um, a typical day for me is just going to the lab in the morning, uh, maybe looking at my cells, see if uh, they need some some care. If they, <laughs> um, as you know, like um, they grow a lot, so we need to keep um, um, passing them and taking care of them. Otherwise, they just overgrow and they uh, might like be overwhelmed with the manic. So they need. We need to have them at a certain. Um, percentage i would say or like a certain state that they need that are they are um optimal for studying um and then yeah i would say maybe uh, i would isolate some dna from these cells <laughs> try to see what genes um they are expressing in in different conditions um yeah it would be yeah usually the, the day is spent a lot in the lab like hands-on uh, work but also maybe reading uh, some papers, discussing with my supervisor, obviously, if I get um, a result that I'm not so sure um, about. Um, yeah, and then go home, continue to think if I did the right experiment, what else could I do tomorrow <laughs> differently? Um, yeah, it's it's actually something that I wasn't expecting. It just takes a lot of your time. Um, just You just, like dream about it sometimes even like it just you dreaming about, about dna and genes <laughs> honestly it's i never thought i would reach this level of nerd but i did <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so obviously you need downtime as well how do you relax because you you must have so much going around your head all the time um yeah, so I'm I'm very lucky, and I think we at this institute in particular we're very lucky because they they really want to push for a healthy work life balance, and so there's a lot of opportunities at the institute for socializing um, and for winding down a bit. Um, I'm also part of the gra graduate society um, committee, so we we organize some events for the students like salsa dancing, karaoke, <laughs> things to, you know, let our hair down and, and just 
and interact with each other as well. Like um, know the people that are in the same situation as you that you can easily, I think, form a connection with. Um, so, yeah. And I guess that peer support is useful because you can, as well as your supervisors to chat things over, you can sometimes, I guess, talk to each other and spark ideas. Um, yes, that is true. Um, actually, I'm part of um, an academy that Pancreatic Cancer UK funded. So we are like five students um, working on pancreatic cancer specifically. Uh, but the, the thing about the academy is that we just like keep in touch very frequently and we have a lot of meetings. And these are my friends as well. So in the meantime, we are... You know, we have like a work meeting where we're discussing our data, but actually they're my friends as well. So um, it's, yeah, it's easier to go to a friend when you need help, right? So then if I don't don't understand something or like I want input from for something from my project, it's much easier to go to these people that I'm close with. And how much longer have you got on your PhD? Um, so I'm, I'm second year now. I started in April uh, 2021. So hopefully I'll be done in April 2025. Um, so I'm kind of halfway through now. It's a lot of work ahead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a voice of doom, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes you feel like it, it's you could even like be a bit longer in the PhD. Sometimes things um, go slower than you expected, and then um, it might not even be <laughs> enough. But um, we will see. <laughs> Thank you so much to Katerina for talking to me today, uh, sharing what she's up to and of course sharing why it is so important that we do get this research done for pancreatic cancer. As always, throughout November, you will hear an episode every single weekday, Monday to Friday, a brand new podcast episode coming your way. So make sure you do follow the podcast so you don't miss out on any of those episodes. And of course, if you want to find out a bit more about what we do, you can go to purplerainbow.co.uk.